The first three minutes of this recording is pretty up and down as we are figuring out audio levels, so just be prepared for that. I think it levels out through the rest of it. Enjoy. Welcome to the Bridge Church podcast. This week, Matt isn't with us because he is in sunny West Wales. And I actually say sunny because that's a true fact this week. Um, So we have Steve with us to talk a little bit about partnerships at the Bridge Church. Say hello, Steve. Hi, Dave. (laughs) It's good to have you with us. Um, So we've been talking about, this is going to test me, the three Ps, prayer, partnership, and people. Correct. Yeah, good job. Um, That was a close one. (laughs) Um, So we were talking to you about partnerships. So could you fill us in on what, why is this a P? Yeah, sure. Um, well, and I think it, it's taken us a little while to work this out ourselves a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think what we recognized is that there is so much as a church that we would love to do and be involved in um, and exercise our heart in, in kind of whole loads of different ways that we just don't have capacity for. Yeah. And so identifying organizations and churches um, that are involved in those things is a really good way to build relationships with them and kind of grow our heart and our capacity to be involved without necessarily exerting all the manpower. Although it may be that as a result of being involved in partnership with some of these organizations and churches, that actually some of us do get more deeply involved, but not on a whole church level, maybe individuals get kind of plugged in. Yeah. So I suppose in in partnering, it's sort of, in some ways, it's recognizing that we can't do everything and that actually dare i say it some other churches do this better than us and we sure want to learn from them would that be fair enough definitely yeah yeah and there's a lot of good for us in like sometimes we can accept that fact right well we can't do everything so we won't do all these things and then (laughs) and then there's there's a lot of good for us in kind of expanding our horizons to really deeply care for other other churches and align with other organizations that have a heart and ability to do these things yeah and I suppose that's that's the exciting bit about this isn't it because it's in some ways it's a humble recognition that we can't do everything but also celebrating other churches abilities and in some ways hopefully as these partnerships grow maybe they'll see that we're good at things maybe we don't even realize dare say it, that we're good at things <laughs> yeah yeah totally and i think it ties to like one of the other p's well it ties to all the p's as well doesn't it but prayer in particular yeah um as we um as we expand our vision of prayer in, in the church then actually being involved with these organizations in prayer like prayer warriors behind everything that they're doing that's that's a huge thing i think sometimes we think if we're not doing something um, then we're not part of it. But actually, as we stand with them, educated and mm. in prayer, um, I think that's a really good thing for us too. Yeah. And I think even just sort of reflecting back on like our Revelation series where like the prayers of the saints are like incense. You're sort of like, oh, so, you know, our prayers for the Bay Church, for Red Community, for uh, OAM, our incense, which is quite like, it's helpful then whenever we think about all these different partnership things, like why are we doing it to think of it as incense, whether it is, you know, working in the partnership with churches, mercy and advocacy and training and equipping. So just there. um, Also, if you hold your mic up a little bit more, it might help. Um, 
we have, I sort of headlined the three different areas. So churches, mercy and advocacy, and training and equipping. Is there one particular area there which has seen like lots of uptake? <laughs> um, yeah, the mercy and advocacy part of this this kind of partnerships vision is definitely the most, I guess, attractive to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At first glance, I think there's some organizations represented there and uh, who are working with vulnerable groups, for example, um, that people feel a, a real immediate connection to. Mm, yeah, and I know um, the confession time for Dave, like whenever I talk to my family, I also like to drop in, you know, we're doing mercy ministries, like, you know, supporting the poor, helping trafficked children or whatever, because it's an easier end for a conversation, isn't it? Than like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll preach the gospel sort of thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> as as that, that makes sense, uh, why there's massive uptake there. In, so in that specific area, what does like what does partnership look like with I'll read out some of the names. So Brave Bear Trust, sort of Red Community, Tamar Center, sort of one big group there in some ways. Food Bank, Home for Good, Safe Families. Like what what does it look like for people in the Bridge Church to be involved in this sort of partnership thing with them? Yeah, sure. I think I think the first thing is for us to take our blinkers off. Yeah. A lot of the time, like many of us live very comfortable lives. I know you're talking about what it means to be content as a Christian on Sunday, right? Yeah. And um, sometimes one of the big drivers of being discontent is that we, we have no perspective, do we? <laughs> yeah, it's um, We're always wanting for more. And actually um, having uh, looking at some of the, the people that these organizations work with, um, it's really humbling. Mm. Um, and it helps us to see how how blessed we are, how able we are to extend some of what we have to help others. Um, and I've totally forgotten the question. What does it look like to to partner with these yeah. people, like people in our church partnering was sort of yeah. the question. Okay, so I think it's it's being willing to learn and be open yeah. to, to all that's going on. I mean, what I found as I started to kind of get under the skin of some of these organizations is there are the, those kind of headline stats that you just had no idea yeah. existed. Um, like the rising percentage of children going into the care system today mm. is, is more than it has been in a really long time. Yeah. The number of teenagers um, that need a foster home is is incredible and it makes you absolutely shocked. Spent some time with Tom and Neris. I spent some time with Daniel from the Tamar Center who, who runs the Tamar Center as well. And just hearing of kind of the cyclical nature of exploitation, both there in Thailand um, and also th through Red, learning of that here in, in Cardiff um, and talking with Heather about how actually education is part of the prevention of this and working with young children to teach them the signs of exploitation kind of coming through in community. Like I could go on, but yeah. I think understanding what's going on is 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 the first part, and then joining together in prayer. And each of these different organisations have lots of different ways to get involved at different levels. Like you can dip your toe in, yeah, and you can jump straight in as well. Um, yeah, I think whenever the sort of education bit, whenever I read the the Brave Bear book, like as I read it, I was like, oh, this is really well written and really insightful. But I was like, I was also sort of like cringing reading it because I was like, oh, surely this doesn't happen like in the world. And then you get to the end of the book and there's all these stats and information about like how this actually happens to children. And I was thinking to myself, oh, good grief. I don't think I'd, part of me was like, if I had kids, I wouldn't want to tell them this because it's so horrifying. But it's that sort of, you know, taken off 
those blind spots almost yeah. and sort of saying like this is a sinful broken world and we want to be part of the solution yeah. in some ways um i like what you said there about how you know you can dip your toe in or dive straight in because in all these areas like if you are i'm gonna try uh, this might sound weird but if you're time per mm. which is p-o-o-r per um, <laughs> um like you can pray yeah and if you're you know really time per which i'm not sure anyone is, is too poor to pray but you can give if you're financially rich you can yeah. give sort of thing i suppose that's sort of the exciting bit about all these areas that like there is no area you can't partner in no. because there's lots of different ways to be involved yeah. isn't there? and i think as we kind of explore as we start to dig in and i'm meeting with some of the people that have, are interested in becoming volunteers to support this to later t- tonight mm-hmm. like so it'll be those people will start to develop relationships with these different organizations and start to almost like peel back the layers of the onion to understand <laughs> those different levels at which people can get involved but yeah. like home for good is a, an organization that's close to my heart um it was through um through their work that vic and i um decided to adopt um and in talking to someone linked with home for good they started introducing me to say families as well and you think of it like this waterfall where at the top of the waterfall you've got these families in crisis whose kids are at risk of moving into the care system Um, and those families need help at that time as well Um, and then home for good kind of address the people the kids that have gone down that waterfall and down in the bottom needing their forever home again Um, and there's different ways right so safe families you could become a befriender um, a Christi- it's a Christian organization that, that assigns Christians to families at that point of crisis where they just need help. They need someone to help come up with ideas to take them out for the bank holiday mm-hmm. um, so that they're not at home in, a, in an unsafe environment, for example, and teaching these parents how to help their kids. Like, that's a really good thing, and it's mm-hmm. a befriending thing. And then on the other side of that, there are kids that need more than befriending. They need a home for yeah. good, right? So <laughs> spare bedrooms in the church mm-hmm. can easily serve children from the very youngest to the very oldest um in a really meaningful way as well that like i even find that exciting as a concept because if you think i'm not good at x y or z but like you do a great day out with your kids like that is a gift in of itself that can be used for the the good of others and for the sake of the kingdom which is exciting because you sure think i'm such an ordinary person how can i help in these organizations and actually you know, doing a great bank holiday is a tangible thing that you can offer. Um, Right, so looking at some of the other things, in some ways I think the church is one is, I think I'm talking about that potentially. Yeah, since Since Matt's Matt's (laughs) not here. So we have um, Cornerstone Church, Highfields Church, the Bay Church, and not for, I haven't said that right, not for (laughs) church. I'm so sorry, John. (laughs) John Um, But this is all about gospel outreach, prayer and practical support and leadership and i mean in some ways that is very much you know matt and i taking the lead on that in some way shape or form in that for example we already meet and pray with the highfields pastors once a month and read a book on ministry and leadership so in some ways that's to ensure we as pastors are spiritually well spiritually thriving rather than drying out so in some ways that, you might look at that and be like, oh, I don't see how we're benefiting from that. But if Matt and I are not wilting, like yeah. that's a result of that partnership. Um, and I suppose down the line, in some situations, like some of these churches are in Cardiff, through so the Bay Church and Highfields, it may be a 
you know, an outreach event, um, supporting one another, whether that's in prayer, like if we yeah. hear the Bay Church are doing outreach, we can pray for them. Um, we obviously have benefited from having Jonathan Thomas come and preach to us. We know of our links with Nod for Church through Chris. And actually, I think whenever we hear from John Funnel, we're obviously aware that, you know, up in the valleys, it's a different situation. But hearing of a church that's reaching out to the community, mm-hmm. to the lost, it is an encouragement and a challenge to us all to think, okay, that's what's worked up there. What will it look like in Pomperno, Pentwin? Yeah. So in some ways, like the partnership with churches is of course to encourage us, but also to, you know, push our boundaries. Because yeah. actually whenever you hear other churches doing things for the sake of the gospel, you're like, we, we are a church as well. We have the same resources in yeah. terms of, the Holy Spirit to push us out and do those things. Yeah. So, um, I suppose, especially considering the fact that we are a free church, like we're not affiliated with any, you know, we're not a Presbyterian church or a Baptist church. It's important not to be a lone ranger in this. Yeah. Well, particularly in this COVID world, isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. And I think like you say, there's a lot we can, learn from looking at what others are doing mm. and there's a lot of generosity we can find in partnering with churches like you look at Highfields how generous have they been with us over the last however many years um, and and like the first time we got to meet together in person post-covid was Easter Sunday in their in Highfields yeah so kind um, and so finding ways for us to kind of reciprocate that generosity back into Highfields and these other churches as well as being open to learn from them too right we yeah. look at what Pastor John does um would it would it work for us to lift and shift some of his strategies straight into our community? Probably not. But to to kind of get closer to the beating heart of the gospel in their church and in their community, I think that's really exciting. And there's a lot we can learn from that too. Yeah. And even talking to John and you hear about, <laughs> you know, all this outreach is born out of prayer. Mm. Just like there there is a principle we can directly take and yeah. be like, okay, they pray a lot. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. Not maybe. We should do that. <laughs> yeah. And I suppose even the sort of Highfields link, like Matt teaches at their resource course, which is their training course. Yeah. And like that is something that if you're interested in just understanding the Bible more, is something that I know Jonathan Thomas, Matt, other people teach at. So it's, yeah, yeah I suppose just open our eyes that there are other good churches in our area, well, in our spheres that we can be supporting and praying for. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're on to the last the last one, the last sort of area of partnership, and we have training and equipping. Um, is it is it unfair to say this has been the lowest take up? I think it's been it's definitely the hardest one to understand like what will this look like? Yeah, okay. I think. <laughs> um and so I think as people are kind of saying, I'd love to be involved. They're not necessarily saying I really want to be involved with this because, like, so, like, take UCCF, CIS, for example. Yeah. You've got Owen Brown as a mission partner with CIS. You've got Haley as a mission partner with UCCF. Like, how is this different? I think that's the kind of questions and like, what what does this mean? So, yeah, I would say it's the hardest to. Yeah, because I'm I'm trying to think. I mean, in some ways, if you're listening to this and you hear, oh, we're not sure what it looks like. Pray that we get clarity on this yeah. is that right um but as always at the same time what you might hear in the coming weeks and months is stories from people who have been to a christians and sport camp maybe a quiz uh 
UCCF training day or you know have benefited from the student work you may be hearing interviews from the front or you know from the podcast almost to hear that actually these organizations do a great work of training and equipping and if you have a young person you know someone who's going to university you may think actually I really want to get UCCF's prayer diary or get more information on how to support them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. I think, I think that part of, so the danger is that um, Christians in sport becomes an Owen Brown thing yeah, rather than it being a much bigger thing. And the way that it's shaped people's lives um, and ministries, for example, that said though, as well, right. Some of these things are really tangible. So I've been really excited to talk with Jonathan Turner and he and Ulrika are going to be, um, are going to be working in relation to open doors and operation mobilization specifically as it relates to um the global church and the persecuted church yeah. and just hearing them talk about that has been so exciting for me and also humbling hmm. um, and and i think that's the other thing with this these are organizations that all have resources and reach that we don't yeah and so being able to tap into that to educate ourselves as to, okay, how are Christians living in Syria today, for example? Yeah. And how can I be praying for them as brothers and sisters? Um, that's really exciting. Because it, be, <laughs> it would be ridiculous if we as the Bridge Church were like, oh, we're really interested in the persecuted church, so let's set up our own organization and yeah. start... Re- like, there is an organization there. Like, just, yeah. they've done all the work. Like, actually just go to their website and find out more. Yeah. Which, I mean, even, you know... We put, you know, open doors, prayer requests or OM's prayer requests in the weekly prayer letter. And there is nothing that gives me a better perspective than, you know, I'm standing in church on Sunday and I'm like, oh, it's really sad that we can't sing. It's really sad that we can't talk. Mm -hmm. And I flip open open doors and it says Christians in Pakistan are being killed for their faith because they went to church on Sunday. I'm immediately like... (laughs) Okay, perspective. Yeah. <laughs> um, perspective on me, you know, thankfulness to God that we can meet yeah. and hear the word preached and not die for it. So in some ways, encourage us. It's always great, you know, on a Sunday, if we have a visitor in church and they hear us praying for other parts of the world, it's like, oh, this church isn't just interested in this. Like, this is a, a bigger thing than just Cardiff, isn't it? Yeah. And I think, I mean, all of these things go together as well, right? If our theology of adoption is... Is good and we recognize that we are sons and daughters of god together through jesus then it's the same same Mm. in pakistan same in india same in syria same everywhere right so these are literally our spiritual brothers and sisters yeah um yeah i've i've got your little your wee thing that you put on the bridge church whatsapp you obviously can click onto it and read it if you want to find out more but you have a wee section here which says what's next and it says Expect to hear more about these churches, organization, and ministries. So on a Sunday, if you hear about these things and you're like, why on earth are we hearing about this? It's because they're pro- partners. Yeah. <laughs> um, I suppose this is something, in some ways, you can be part of in terms of just calling us out. So it has here, expect to pray about these things on Sundays in life groups and in prayer meetings. Yeah. So like, if you come along to a prayer meeting or a life group and we haven't prayed for these things for a while. Call us out. Yeah. Be like, what is going on here? Why are we not praying for these things? I think the next monthly prayer meeting is the, the, I'm going to say 13th of June. I might have made that up, but it's about that. Sounds good. That's a Sunday. That's it. Um, So I'm planning to steal that one to kind of, to to start bringing some of these partnerships together. Yeah. Nice. And then the next one was expect God to challenge us and enlarge our vision for mercy gospel partnership. 
and outreach, which like, which is exciting, but it's also potentially quite messy, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Like as soon as you start to understand what getting involved in some of these causes can look like, it's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. Spare bedrooms, suddenly they become a burden to us mm. because how are we being called to use them? Um, our time, like if we're not working, for example, and we have time in the day, like is that time we could spend with a family that's struggling? Is it time that we could spend with someone who's spent time, uh, spent years being exploited and is trying to recover? Like yeah. they, the friendship ministry is so important um, <laughs> in so many of these different areas. Like it, it is a challenge. Yeah. And the, even, so there's that sort of challenge, challenge in our own hearts, but also like, the devil is not going to be thrilled at the mm-hmm. fact that we are wanting to press into these areas where he has, well, he has control in some ways. And actually, we should expect pushback. Yeah. And that's where prayer comes in massively, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think that's where hearing people's stories are really important as well, right? So where people have mm-hmm. had involvement here or even just from organizations hearing about the lives of people that are coming through the different ministries. Um is, is so important because you feel that um, that pain that the devil yeah. causes, yeah? yeah? Like you, you step out to do something good and you face opposition and hardship and struggle. Um, but that probably just shows us that it is absolutely a really good thing to do. Yeah. And actually, like if we, if we give in and just say, oh, this is too hard, well, that's just a very sad place to be, isn't it? That we just say, actually, this kingdom work is too hard because the thing is it's hard isn't it but it's hard on our own yeah it's worth it with christ isn't it yeah um yeah and the last one was expect opportunities to partner and support practically and prayerfully Mm. um which is funny because that in of itself you know some people some of us might think oh perfect i love doing practical things which you know is right up their street which means they feel like oh it means i don't have to pray or the other way around, you know, yeah, oh, one I, or the other. I love, yeah, <laughs> I love, I love prayer. Not really interested in like getting my hands dirty. There is both, both and and all these yeah. things, isn't there? Um, yeah, I think, I think that's all. Is there anything else you want to say on this front? I think, uh, the only thing I would say as I was trying to get my head around how to approach some of this stuff is I found a podcast that was really helpful with from the Bible project, which was about justice. Yeah. Um, there's a YouTube video on it. So if you Google YouTube and, and put in justice, the Bible project, it's a six minute video. And I just found it really helpful. It talks about um, the root word for justice in the Bible and how it's like righteousness and justice and the, the use of justice is is more often restorative than retributional um so like we often think hear the word justice go straight to the courtroom but actually it's about kind of pulling people up and and doing what's right for others knowing that they're in the image of god it's a really really good um video so i I just think as we go on this journey together of kind of expanding our vision for others and and god's work um then that would be a good resource to look at and obviously points us straight to jesus um and his love for us in kind of restoring us and also his righteousness so um i found that really encouraging so a six minute video six minutes and like 34 seconds or something so uh, confession time here i can't believe it happened but like last night we watched a bit of the masked dancer oh dave it is Awful. Well, so Rosie's been on at me to watch that because we watched The Masked Singer and we quite enjoyed it. But I don't know how a masked dancer can work. It is awful. And like, 
it's not a short program. There's lots, <laughs> there's lots, there's lots of five minute ads. So you're like, realistically, you can afford six and a half minutes to watch this justice video if you watch the mass dancer like me. Yeah. Well, maybe when you post the podcast out, you can post a link to the video too. I thought you were going to say post a link to like catch up mass dancer, yeah. but I'll do the video. Let's avoid that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, this has been great. Thanks for your time, Steve. No worries.